Hello and welcome to All Villa No Villa, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team who ended a four-game losing streak by drawing away at Leicester. We'll get to that in a moment. Plus, later in the show, Frankie delivers me another of his spicy questions. But before we get to all that, Frankie, how are you? I'm all good, but I can't be as good as you. It's, as it's, a, it's a happy birthday, George. Yes, uh, the big the big three, four, Frankie. You never yep. forget turning 34, um, although I, I have already <laughs> two days on. Two days on um, yeah. to your final well, contract as a footballer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's that sort of you're offered a sort of pay as you play deal at 34, aren't you? Yeah. Or, or, you, you, or you're taking your your way for coaching badges or something. Yeah, yeah. A few days before my birthday, I was genuinely racking my brains thinking, "How old am I again? <laughs> <laughs> what what is this birthday now?" Yeah. And when you get to that age, you know it's it's quite a quite a sad moment in your life, you know, mm. forgetting your own age. But yeah, 34. Yeah, I still feel like when I'm actually playing football sometimes and I'll like take on someone who's like, you know, in their 20s, <laughs> like mid-20s. And I think, you know, in my head, I've still got the pace I had when I was 18. Yeah. Just char- trying to charge past them. And I'm like, so this is what professionals mean when they say your legs go. This is what they mean. So, <laughs> yeah. George, we, we are two people who our legs have gone. It's it's funny. So so I play, I play sort of five-a-side on a Monday. And um, there's a guy who's like, like it's quite it's quite a varied group in terms of ages there are people there probably in their mm. mid-20s and other people there who are like probably in their 40s yeah. so i'm kind of probably in the, the middle the middle range and we i was playing yesterday and one of the older guys was like was like oh did you ever stop running around <laughs> and i felt and i was like i felt the same about like one of the other guys on their team who was in their yeah. 20s i was like yeah. it's like this kid just does not <laughs> stop going <laughs> Like by comparison, I I was I was just like running in treacle. But then to the forty year old, you know, I was. You, runner, you so. put a crunching knee high, challenging el- elbow <laughs> in the back of the edge, you know that sort of thing. That, that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's very much my style of play. Wily veteran. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Definitely. Definitely. On Monday, I did feel my legs were were, were dying on me a little bit. And mm. um, to be honest, a lot of a lot of uh, Villa's players looked like that as well against Leicester on Saturday. Um, mm. It was a, it was a bit of a it was a funny one, wasn't it? It was quite a scrappy game. Um, obviously, not much in it given the given the scoreline. Uh, what did you make of it, Frankie? Yeah, uh, basically, it was first half bad, second half better ish. Um, no, second half was definitely better. Uh, first half, Leicester did a really good job in closing down our defence. So I thought playing out from the back, we struggled quite a bit, and I think. I know I've said how great Concer is about a zillion times in this podcast and also said on the last episode that I think he's struggling a little bit. A couple of momentary lapses, I think, for Concer in the game. I thought Cash and Mings were both very solid back there in defence. And, you know, full praise to Ashley Young, who I would personally say was man of the match for Villa. Mm, Absolute warrior, battled all the way through it. And, you know, before the game, I was saying I was worried about Madison getting on Young. I don't think that Young is... Young is the player we remember, you know. He's the guy who was an attacker. He was, you know, uh, he was a Grealish back in the day, sort of. He was like, you know, our main attacking fulcrum. Um, and so I think defensively, it's not his uh, uh, his best position, but um, he, he did a, a great job, really set the tone for the team. He, he was quite, he, he had that sort of veteran nous as well, you know, willing to sort mm. of win a, take a foul when he needed to, that kind of thing. And, Fought on through injury, so massive credit to Ashley Young, I think. But um, I think second half, well, I mean, well, 
I'll also say that going forward, absolutely nothing stuck at all. I think Ollie Watkins ran and ran and ran, put a lot of pressure on Leicester's defence. But, you know, Bailey, all the way through the game, really, I don't know whether it's just a lack of confidence at the moment due to the fact he's not played much. He's been injured a lot. So that really does affect you. And, you know, he's in a, he's in a new league, you know, the Premier League. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different experience for him this year. And it sometimes takes quite a bit of time for players just to get up to speed with it. And he's not yeah. had much of a chance to get a run of games to do that. He was poor, I thought, against um, against Leicester. But, I, you know, I'm not going to dig him out too much. I'm going to, you know, justify it that, you know, he's had a bit of... It's been difficult for him this year. Um, Coutinho, we just didn't get into the game enough. Um, but second half, we did play a lot better, I thought. I think Leicester tired, whether that's because they played too many games recently or maybe they were even conserving energy for their um, upcoming European game against Roma, uh, I believe. Um, whether it was that, I don't know. But we came into the game far more... I think you could say that Buendia should have been on quite a lot earlier. I wouldn't say 10 mm. minutes, I'd say 20 minutes earlier. I thought it was screaming out for him, really. Eventually mm. he comes on and, um, uh, you know, I think he was by far the most dangerous player we had on the pitch. Coutinho, uh, it, does he necessarily have the players around him to, to work with? Does he have a striker with him that makes the most of his what he wants to do interchange-wise? I'm not, not sure. It's interesting how he's so in and out at the moment with his form. Um, but what did you think? What did you make of the game? Uh, well, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned Coutinho because I, I I am tempted to hit you with a spicy question of my own before Ooh. you deliver yours later in the show. Based on his recent form, and to be fair, it sort of coincided with Villa's recent form too. Yeah. Would you? Are you still interested in signing him on a permanent deal? A month ago, I was absolutely certain. I think even on this podcast, I was like begging, you know, um, pathetically saying, I'll write poetry or whatever. But uh, uh, at the moment, um, I think wait to the end of the season. I think I need to, s- I want to see how it goes towards the end of the season. Um, depends on the wage bill. I think a lot of people are absolutely adamant that we should sign him, and I totally understand why. He would be a difference maker in a lot of games next season, you know, against, let's take a Fulham at home, for instance, even Norwich this week, who were coming back up, Norwich this weekend. I think he's the type of player who can make a big difference in those games. I pick, you know, if, the, if a team's just sat back and we're struggling to break through, he is the player you expect to do that, isn't he? And then against mm. Tottenham first half, I thought he was absolutely excellent, um, including that genius lifted ball over the, the wall to Danny Ings. He didn't take his chance. Um, so, you know, that game, that's a game you could argue he didn't have the players around him to make the most of what he was creating. Mm. Um, but uh, I think wait to the end of the season. Um, I, I'd like to know the wages, to be honest. Um, how about you? Yeah. I, I mean, we, we talked about this on previous shows about how this summer is going to be another... Um, another busy one, I think, um, in terms of personnel leaving and, and arriving. Whether he's an absolute necessity, given how much inevitably he would cost, both in terms of the transfer and the wages, you know, it, it is, is, is he someone that we um, absolutely need? You know, if, if, he, if he was, you know, he, he, started, he started with us really well. Um, obviously, he took a couple of games to... Um, uh, to grow into the, the 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 side, and then he said, and then he sort of hit the hit the ground running. Then had a good few games where he was just 
you know, the best player on the pitch by a, by a million miles. He was just incredible. And that was around the time when we were saying, you know, absolutely sign him up, pay, pay whatever it is. Um, but we've got so many players in that position. You know, he's, he's basically forced Buendia out of his, out of the starting lineup. You know, he spent a lot of money in, uh, on Buendia in, in, last summer. And I, I'm kind of getting to the point where I think, you know, that, that money and those wages might be better served elsewhere on the pitch, potentially. He's 29 years old. Um, you know, sort of old by any stretch, but you know, for for a player in that position, well, compared to us, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, yeah. Um, but but you know, he he's he's not he's not the youngest, um, and he would still command a sizable transfer fee and wages, as I say. So it's it you, it's it's a it's a balance, isn't it? It's it's weighing up how important he is for how much money you're willing to spend on him. And at the moment, I'm a bit undecided now mm. on on him. Uh, and if I go back to the game. Unfortunately, he was pretty anonymous. And it was the sort of game, really, which I was hoping and expecting in many ways that he would take by the scruff of the neck. It, it, Leicester, weren't, Leicester weren't great. You know, they, they've, they've, they're a mid-table side at the moment. They've got nothing to play for bar the uh, Europa Conference League. They played like a side that were kind of on the beach when it, came to, when it, comes, to, uh, when it comes to the league. Mm. So um, I was a bit disappointed that he didn't, uh, didn't show a bit more, um, didn't seem as up for it as, as we've seen him in, in recent games. It, you know, it wasn't just him, but for the player he is, the personality, the everything that comes with him, I was hoping for a little bit more. And, uh, you know, we should expect more from him for, for who he is and what he's achieved in his career. He just didn't, didn't show it. Um, but I thought more generally, we struggled in a lot of aspects. Um, mm. I think possession-wise, I think Leicester had nearly 70% of the ball in the first half. Okay, yeah, we we restricted them to quite a few chances. I can't really remember too many that come to mind, but you know, they they you know we were struggling to just hold on to the ball, uh, and then when we did have the ball, um, we 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 could barely string more than a couple of passes together. You know, it was um, first half, yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was it was it was pretty. Um, it wasn't it wasn't great viewing. Second half was an improvement, I thought. Bailey, as you say, he did definitely struggle in the first half, but he sort of grew into the game a bit more in the second. Um, looked a bit more dangerous, and I think you know we should we should um, I think we should keep faith with Bailey. There's a lot of there's a lot of fans I've seen on social media who uh, uh, would be quite happy to already see the back of him already, but we can't sign players for vast amounts of money and then just just throw them away like that. You know, you've got to you've got to have faith in in players like Bailey. He's he's come in, he's wanted to impress his game. Is you know his first game against Everton, he was amazing. You know. And then picked up an injury, and then he's been injury prone all season. You know this. This is what happens. You gotta you gotta stick with them through kind of thick and thin. Um, and um, you know it, it, it's not it's not it doesn't make financial sense to to just keep you know, the turnover of players high. Um, mm. So so you know you gotta gotta keep faith of Bailey. And also you know Gerard said before the game that Bailey's one of our best trainers, and mm. he sees him week you know day in day out on the training field and. If he says he deserves his chance playing, then he deserves his chance playing. Um, I think by the by the sounds of things, he really wants to prove himself at Villa. Um, he wants to make a difference, and the only way we we can we can get him into the position where he can make a difference is by playing him in games. And and yeah, it will take a bit of time, but but he's got to be playing. Where I definitely like to see him improve, I think, is there were a couple of moments he gave very really sloppy fouls that were in yeah. very dangerous positions. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where you could say it was really frustrating. Um, but yeah, I I, th- I I agree. You know, he's a big name player. You know, I've, I, I've 
watched him for quite a few years at Leverkusen, you know, doing Bundesliga football and all that. So, um, and I, I rated him there. So, you know, I, you got. I think we do have to give him some benefit of the doubt because just because of the injuries, new league, pace of the game, all that sort of stuff. He's just not had a chance to get in to find a rhythm. So hopefully, you know, who knows, towards the end of this season, if he can get a run of games and end the season well, we might all be looking forward to seeing what he can potentially do next season. But I'll tell you who I am looking forward to seeing more of. Timmy Erobenum. <laughs> yeah. Timmy Erobenum. Goodness yeah. me. Well, 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 well. I mean, we've been screaming out for that CDM, haven't we? A calm, collected, physically imposing player is good on the ball. And what do you know? Maybe he was in the U team all the time. We, we had one um, all along. I mean, I, I look for uh, honestly the tears that will be in my eyes when he lifts the Ballon d'Or in, <laughs> in two years um, for another for Man City. Yeah, and then Louis yeah. Barry wins the Golden Boy Award. Um, he got and Louis Barry scored a great goal for Swindon again. By the way, uh, he's doing really well at Swindon. If you haven't noticed, doing very well. Um, but Tim Robinham, um, that was a you know look. Obviously, he's only played. He's barely, he hasn't played a full half of football yet in the Premier League. So there's obviously going to be lots of twists and turns and difficulties and, you know, lessons for him to, to gain in the league. But uh, that was the second, you know, he played well at Brighton when he came on. And that was a really good um, performance against uh, Leicester. Did everything you could have really asked for him, I thought. Um, you know, are you excited by the prospect of a I am excited. I am excited. But I, I would just temper the excitement by just saying he's still a kid. Um, I, I, I know we've been clamouring for someone to, to, to sit in that number six role. And we've been through a couple this season already and, and we've been talking about whether Luis is good enough to, to play in that, in that role. Mm. But just, just because he's, he's a talented kid that can do it. I'm not so sure we should be throwing him in like that. I mean, again, post-match Gerard said that it's up to him to manage uh, yeah. him well. Oh, completely. Um, Always. And, and Always. Uh, uh, but you know, he's got, he's clearly he's got faith in him and he, and he thinks the world of him and, um, I hope he can make an impact for us in the in the very near future. I think what might be best for him first next season is to spend a, a season out on loan in the championship. Very much Ooh. like, yeah, I would, I would, I think, I think it would make sense. I think you I'll know, keep, we, we, I'll keep him around like Carney. No, I, I, I think you know we address this the the um, defensive midfielder situation in the summer by bringing in. You know, whoever we do eventually bring in, and then and then with uh, with Tim, we 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 send him out on loan. I mean, it's worked wonders for Cameron Archer mm. at Preston. Yeah. Um. You know, he might come back um, ready to to stake a claim in the Villa first team next next year. Um. And I think he just needs he just needs to play week in week out at this stage in his career. And I wouldn't want to just keep him around Villa Park as someone that can get ten minutes here and there. Um. Uh, for, for us, I, I'm not entirely sure that would be the best for his development. I mean, in Stevie, we, tr we trust, you know, I think he knows, he knows better than, mm. than us. Um, but I, in my opinion, I think maybe, maybe a bit of a loan spell out playing at a decent level um, would be, would be good. And then, and then, you know, we can reassess and, and he can come back and we'll, we'll see then, you know, so. Um, Interesting. But, but great cameo, you know, really, really impressive 20 minutes. It's, yeah. I think it's always hard for any player to come on an influence a game if you're a substitute late on in a match, but I thought he did a did a did a really solid job. It he wasn't overawed, uh, he just got on with it, and I, I'm really excited to see more of him for sure. 
All Villa No Filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back everybody. Now it is time for this. Things are about to get as hot as the Sahara Desert here on the All Villa No Filler podcast. In this, the spicy question. It's here where we cover the controversial topics and sometimes get the creative juices flowing. Today, George, I'm asking you just how important was it for Aston Villa to announce on Tuesday that Jacob Ramsey has signed a new five-year contract with the club? I th- I th- it's amazing. I think it's it's great. He's had a, he's had a, he's had a real breakout season with us this year. You know, slowly building up his appearances. Um, he had a he had a really good spell out on loan with Doncaster. Was it a couple of seasons ago? Yeah. Which um, which you know built up his confidence and and you know he played in in quotation marks you know a men a men's league down uh, down the divisions. And he and he he bulked up. You know, he looks. You know, he's not he's not the biggest, but you know, he's he is he is strong for his size. He looks pretty strong. He can hold his own in the center of the pitch. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's 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 great news. And I think I think it comes at a time where we've had players like Martinez and Cash and and Robinham signing uh, long term deals. I mean, these are mm. the sorts of players you want to build the team around. And yes, Gerard Gerard said as much. You know, he, he wants to build a team around uh, Ramsey. I mean, he might see a lot of himself in Ramsey. You know, they play a relatively similar role in terms of getting the ball, driving forward, you know, creating space, uh, scoring goals. Some of the goals he scored as well this season. I mean, take you, you forget how, how, how young, you know, he's, 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 tw- he's 20 years old and he's, and he's, his finishing is so composed and, um, just, just excellent. He hasn't scored. He hasn't scored a tap in, has he? They're, they've all been, they've all been really, really good goals. Great mm. finisher. Um, <laughs> I did, I did see obviously the official account weeding out the pictures of him in his Villa shirts in years gone by. Yeah, did kind of remind me a little bit of uh, you know, he who should not be named um, when he was signing contracts a couple of years oh, ago. I haven't forgotten um, Anwar El Ghazi. I'm, yeah. I'm on to you, El Ghazi on the you know the streets of Amsterdam wearing his Villa kit. <laughs> Yeah. whatever it was yeah. um but uh but yeah um uh you know we're not we're not we're not going to think about that he's he, he's signed a signed a deal he's committed to the club for five years yeah it's, it's it's brilliant and and hopefully it's um it sends out a message to other youngsters in the squad you know we've talked at great length about how talented this crop of youngsters are um and we're still mm. producing some really talented players and if, if all they need to do is look at jacob ramsey and see his pathway see you know it's there the opportunity is there if you if you come in and you um and you work hard and you excel um then then you you're given you're given a chance um so so you know it might inspire others to to commit as well i, ho- I certainly hope so because we've got some great players um, coming through yeah he's, he's going to be a fixture in our team for years to come i'm sure and I, and I really hope we do build a team around him because he's he's just that good uh, and he's just going to get better and better i'm, I'm sure of it I was, I'm, I'm assuming you feel the same way absolutely i remember a year ago when he started breaking into the team and we were on this podcast defending him when i think there were a few questions about his, some of his performances but I, I, right from the 
from the off with him, I just thought there was something there. And I think most Villa fans did as well. And this season, you know, we we said at the start of the season, if Ramsey can just get a goal or an assist, it feels like there's something there where he could start getting quite a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, a lot of us fans could see there was something there just waiting for him to really burst onto the scene. And that's what he did this season. I think um, every goal he scored has been absolutely brilliant. All yeah. of them, um, mm-hmm. particularly the Norwich goal, um, the Arsenal finish, West Ham, all, all those goals. Leeds. Leeds mm-hmm. those, and it was the Leeds goals that I think are instructive of the type of player that I think he will become, which is that sort of player that is really hard to stop when he's on the run, mm-hmm. physically imposing, bullies the players, and just has a great, calm finish on him, um, drives a team forward. And, you know, you can see the comparisons with Steven Gerrard sometimes. You know, there, there are the sort of... Sometimes I watch him, and I do think there are like things he does that remind me a bit of what Gerrard was like as a player. Um, I think what, I, you know, what uh, Ramsey can do well is he's, he's great at in, little interchanges mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. perhaps with the higher quality of player around him it's, uh, in the future... You know, hopefully, obviously, of course, Aston Villa. Um, we'll see just how good he really can be when he maybe doesn't always have to, you know, have as many defensive duties in a game when he's allowed to be a bit more proactive and attacking. I think he could score loads of goals with that the finishing quality he has and get a lot of assists. And, you know, I think one day, you know, I remember Gerard got moved from midfield up to play with Torres, almost pretty much as a striker or number 10. And uh, that's a role I'd like to see one day Jacob Ramsey potentially do. I think he has that potentially in him. Um, so England, can he get into that? Uh, I think it's definitely on the cards eventually. I don't mm. think he'll make the World Cup. Um, I think it's probably going to come a bit too early. But uh, certainly, you know, the next Euros, I think that's something he absolutely can aim for to be a real important part of the England team. But first and foremost, to be a really important part of Aston Villa's growth as a team in the next few years. Um, Fantastic, we've we've kept him on. And, uh, you know, there's a fair few youth players who can look at him. Louis Barry doing really well at Swindon now. Kane Kessler-Hayden, Cameron Archer, um, O'Reilly on the bench. You know, there's, there's just a lot of names that can all look at him and go, he did it, and we can we can follow that path as well. So um, just, it's it's brilliant to see that uh, Jacob Ramsey has stayed on to be our, uh, yeah, our, our new captain. Fantastic one day. That was the spicy question and both George and I are absolutely delighted that Jacob Ramsey is staying at the Villa for a fair few years yet. If you have an opinion on that, you can get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram or you can email us at allvillanofiller at gmail.com. Right, let's look ahead to Villa's next game. It's bottom of the table, Norwich City at Villa Park this Saturday in the Dean Smith derby. Can Villa finally win again? Frankie, what do you think? Do we call it the Dino derby, El, El Smithico? Like, is, <laughs> is there like a good good name for it? El Smithico, I, I quite like that. It's, it's got a nice sound to it. El Smithico, yeah. Um, yeah, um, look... Bottom of the league, they haven't won since January. Um, they look a bit of a hope lost cause now, don't they? I don't don't see a miracle happening for them now. 
you know, going up against a team in that kind of form, you'd think this is as good a chance as Aston Villa have to get to the magical 40-point mark. Yeah. Um, this is as good a chance as we're going to get. And so we we have to do it. And, you know, I really want to end the season on a high, and I think this is the starting point for it. Um, hopefully, they're uh, what I've watched of them, um, as much as I love Smith, and I, I have a soft spot for Norwich as well, they don't look a very confident side. There's just whatever it is with Norwich coming up straight back down all the time. I think our defense has has it in them to to handle Puki Rashitsa, the uh, the long lost Villa player, kind of like from the sort of Benny McCarthy school of constantly linked with Villa but never actually turns up there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think we can we can do them. I, and you know, if if I'm to say how I think it will go. I think they give us a fair few scares because we're not particularly confident at the moment. But I think this is the kind of game where if we can play, get the ball into Coutinho and if Buendia starts as well, perhaps against his former club, I think this is the game where their defence might not be able to handle that. And um, Jacob Ramsey, I'm going to say, just signed a contract. I'm going to say he scores a few goals and I think that we win 3-1. I think we have a scare, but I think we we do we do the business. We we finally win a game again, for the first time in about fifty years. <laughs> Norwich, Nor- they're just not good enough. Norwich aren't good enough. Um, uh, they're not. Uh, they, they've never really all this season um, threatened to uh, stay up. Frankly, uh, they've looked they've looked doomed for a while now. Um, and I think the, the result against Newcastle, I, I know Newcastle on a really really good run of form. Um, I mean, just incredible, really. I think they're ninth in the table now. Unbelievable. Um, but, um, you know, at home against Newcastle, uh, to lose 3-0 when you're really in, the, in, in you know, a, a, a relegation dogfight, um, it, it's, it's, you'd, you'd be very, very worried as an Norwich fan. And I, and I think, to be honest, I think, I think most Norwich fans are probably resigned to relegation now. Mm. I think we, we could, if results go um, against Norwich, they could get relegated if they do lose to us. Um, I don't know if that's going to make a, a difference in terms of how the players in Norwich perform, whether that's in the back of their minds and they, they want to, I don't know, delay relegation for at least another week or they want to get it over and done with. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I, don't yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know the sort of psychology of players in that, in that position or football players will stop, frankly. Um, but it 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 be it would be one of those kind of interesting quirks, wouldn't it? That Dean Smith comes back to Villa Park, and we're yeah. the ones that relegate him at his new club. It's a it's a kind of an interesting narrative, isn't it? Yeah, um, which I can totally see happening, uh, frankly. And, and stop Grealish winning the Premier League on the last day of the season. That, that <laughs> yeah, ain't happening. Exactly, so many yeah. Liverpool fans have been in touch with me about that, and I'm like, look, it ain't happening. Yeah, it's, it's, we're, we're going to have zero effect in the title race. Just like, just just yeah. stop it. Um. I'd be quite, I mean, speaking of relegation candidates, it'd be interesting. I mean, we're going to play a massive part in the relegation uh, scrap as well. We played Burnley twice in a uh, yeah. really short space of time well, in the next couple of I, weeks. So. I know, I've got a fair few friends who are Blues fans. That, well, I wouldn't call them friends, I'd call them more um, <laughs> people I unfortunately know. Is, uh, is that, are these people like, you know, enemies that you keep close? It's one yeah, of those things, that, you know, friends close, enemies close. Type, yeah, type absolutely. That I took that saying to heart from from the godfather i think it was um yeah uh but i've had a fair few messages saying tell you what tell you what looking at looking at villa's fixtures i think villa's going down and they've been sending me these calculations and all this i'm like lads that nah, 
Ian Appleton. Uh, they, so they're, just, they're, just going, they're going for a fish there, Frankie. I, no, I, I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I, I guess um, I, I think we end the season with a another, another little good yeah. stretch. I think we've got I, a few, I, few more wins in us. I think exactly the same thing. I think, um, I think the point against Leicester, okay, I know we've been critical of some players and uh, you know, portions of, of of how we played, but um, I do think that uh, I do think that we'll we'll end the season okay. I I think that point will give us a bit of a confidence boost going into this game. We're at home at Villa Park against the worst team in the league, you know, um, and I, and I'm fairly confident that we'll get that we'll 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 get a decent result. I don't think Norwich will cause us any problems. I really don't. I don't think they'll um they'll pose much of a offensive threat at all. Um, and I think we'll win that one three nil. Okay. Um, and and yeah, and confidence. I think, uh, hopefully, that will be a start of a little run. I mean, no, I don't think we'll <laughs> we'll have. I don't think any of the confidence we might build from good results will have any effect on how we perform against Man City, who are currently mm. winning four two now against uh, Real Madrid in the Champions League, as I can see as I'm watching mm. it. Um, you know, I'm watching it are, as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, great goal from Silva. Oh, just amazing! <laughs> they are just imperious, aren't they? They're so good. But um. But yeah, going back to the, the mighty villa, uh, we uh, yeah, I, I think I think we'll we'll um, we'll have a good a good game against Norwich. I'm really confident of that, and um, hopefully we end the season well. And um, you know that top aim high, yeah, aim, well aim high, yeah, aim as high as we can. You know, top half is still within within reach, and I think it would be it would be a good season given everything that's happened uh, to finish in the top half. So that, that's what we should aim for. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. Frankie, I'll see you later. Happy birthday, George, and up the villa. (laughs) Up the villa, as my bones creak beneath me. Uh, (laughs) And it is goodbye from me. We'll be back to review Norwich game over the weekend. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. Super Aston Villa.